6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. It's, it's really incredible and I think speaks to the, the pent-up demand that there's been for this type of representation. And, you know, so many strong candidates uh, stepped forward this time around and, uh, and Edmontonians clearly, clearly liked what they saw. It's, it's incredibly exciting. Yeah, that is Ann Stevenson, uh, one of our newly elected uh, women city councillors. And uh, we're talking about representation and, and, and why it matters. It was 100 years ago that Azina Ross uh, broke a glass ceiling at Edmonton City Hall. She became the first woman elected to city council. Can you even imagine that a century ago saying, I'm going to be in politics, the groundbreaking move that that was uh, but as I mentioned uh, earlier in the show since that time only 30 other women have served on council one of them has become mayor it was 1989 uh, the first time council achieved full equality with seven women sitting on council now on the last city council only two were women the next city council has a historic eight why does it matter and what could it mean for the way things unfold at City Hall over the next four years. Catherine O'Neill is the CEO of the YWCA of Edmonton, and she is with Parity YEG. Catherine, great job on the panel last night at Global Edmonton. Thanks so much. It was an exciting night, an historic night. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, So what was going through your mind when you saw these numbers coming through last night? You know, Jaylen, I am an optimist by nature, but this exceeded all of our expectations all of our dreams you know we we just we were looking for parity i thought we were you know we'd possibly get five potentially six uh women elected and to get to eight was uh, exceeded all expectations so super excited uh, but we're not going to let up on the work there's still lots to do and um and uh just but for now we're going to savor this victory and tell us about parity yg and, and the work that it does Catherine. YEG is a volunteer organization that helps create more pathways for women into politics. And so the YWCA Edmonton paired with, uh, paired up with Parity Yeg at the beginning of the year to, to kind of do a final push towards the election. So not only educating the candidates, but also educating the public about, you know, how are we doing? The fact we only have ever had 31 women. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did it matter? All of that kind of work had to be done. And I think it really showed up in the results last night. Catherine O'Neill joining me this afternoon. Catherine, I have to, I'm going to get you to answer this question and you just touched on it. Why does it matter? Um, I'm getting a lot of texts or not a lot. I'm getting some texts. I've got a lot of people saying, you know, this is, this is exciting. Um, but I, I also have people who are saying, you know, it's just more liberal BS, that what does it matter, um, what your gender is, what does it matter, uh, the best person for the job should have it. And I know you've heard all those lines before. Oh, we've heard it all. And, I, and you know, definitely. But I think you just have to look at the hard numbers. There's a reason, the only, if only 31 women have ever served versus 238 men, there's obviously... Uh, why? Why is there so few? So there's a lot of barriers that face women when they try to get into politics. Um, and also the fact that, yes, we always want the best person for the job. But when you look at those barriers, there's obviously an issue. So we we're at heart at work, making sure that we can help folks overcome those barriers. We can also um, ch- ch- uh, kind of show the public about why it matters because at the end of the day the end result is what matters and what you truly want if you want to have a strong decision-making body is to have diverse opinions diverse backgrounds Mm -hmm. diverse you know just across the board age background everything and so 
when you can bring together a group like this, you get better outcomes, you get better solutions. And I think it's, you know, in the long run, post, you know, we're in a really, we're in a crisis right now. And I think post-COVID, this result last night, I think, has really set us up for success and put us in a unique position across the country. We've got a really strong group of people um, with a lot of diverse backgrounds, and I think we're going to really, it's its incredible the things that could be done with this council. When you, when you have that diverse background, how do the conversations change? How does the approach to issues and discussion about those issues change? Let's take, for example, the issue of safety. Uh, women have a totally different perspective often than men. Um, and so just having lived experience uh, at the decision-making table, also just that diversity of opinion when people come, you know, even on this uh, current council that we just elected last night, we have someone like Councillor Sarah Hamilton. She just had a baby two months old. You know, we don't often see young mothers serving at decision-making tables. So again, it's having these folks at the table, having to make big decisions for our community and being able to bring in all this diversity so that when at the end of the day, we come to the best solutions for everybody. Yeah. Because you can't have a good council without one that reflects the city it serves. And it's interesting, you know, we're, we're not just talking about gender. We're not just talking about women. And you've touched on this, Catherine. It is yeah. not just the fact that they're women. They are from diverse backgrounds. They come from di uh, diverse political leanings. They are a wide range of ages. Um, they come from, um, yeah, you know, different races. I mean, that is something that I'm not sure we've seen before. No, we haven't. And that's really exciting. I think that diversity amongst the eight women is incredibly exciting and uh, was really, to be quite honest, quite, quite unexpected. You know, the, we'd, we we elected two women of color last night. That's groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. Before last night, we've never had one woman of color serve on our council. Now we have mm -hmm. two. So, yeah, again, mm -hmm. great. And, it, again, it just helps make sure that at the end of the day we have the best the best uh, full range of people around the table. So looking forward from, um, you know, your your chair at Parity YG and as the CEO of the YWCA of, of Edmonton, w what is top of, of your list right now for the work that needs to be done uh, sooner rather than later by this new council? Um, well, just one qu small correction. I'm, we just partnered with Parity Yeg and we're, we're, they're separate, but it's totally fine. Um, you know, getting to work, we've heard, I think women particularly have been hit particularly hard by the pandemic, increased rates of domestic violence, increased rates of job losses, unpaid labor, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, having a post-COVID recovery that ensures that no one gets left behind is top of mind. And, I, and we heard about COVID throughout this election yeah. that, you know, how does Edmonton not only recover, but thrive post-COVID? Uh, and so, again, that's going to be a big issue. Safety is another big issue that we've heard a lot about, you know, uh, with the economic downturn, with the pandemic. There's a there's an increased feeling of people feeling unsafe in our community. So we're really going to have to to find real solutions for that. And you know, just building that livable city, a city that you know, for uh, more than a million people, mm -hmm. 
that we can attract the best and the brightest to come help build it. Uh, Catherine, uh, before I let you go here, you, you talk about uh, still lots of work to do. Last night was uh, was something else, but there's still lots of work to do. We know that there were there was voters in every ward except Nakodi Iska that had the option of a female candidate. We had a number of women campaign for the mayor's chair. Um, what happens in between now and uh, the next election? Or are we looking to the provincial election next? What happens next? Well, first we take a small break. <laughs> uh, but yeah, getting back to work, because I this isn't a one-off kind of thing. We really have to, we, we saw clearly that we have to keep creating more pathways, particularly for women and gender minorities, because of the barriers that many people face. Um, and so the work that's done around that will have to continue in, at, for all levels of government, just so that we get the best and the brightest uh, stepping up and saying, I want to serve. Mm. And also that education piece for the community. Because folks, you know, and I get that people say, I just want the best person for the job, yeah. but they're, we need to understand that obviously there's been an issue of the, in 100 years, only been 31 women. That's mm-hmm. unacceptable. And we, we have a lot of work to do. Well, there are obvious issues that uh, maybe some of those people who are the best uh, people for the job are, are not uh, putting their names forward. There are yes. reasons for it, whether yes. it's financial, whether it's, you know, having kids at home, whether it's worry about safety, whether it's worry about, um, you know, the blowback on social media. There's so many levels to it. So yeah, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of work to be done. But uh, last night was something else to, to watch. I had goosebumps as uh, as the numbers were coming in. Catherine, I know you did as well. And a, a long night for you as well. Yes. So I'll let you go. Uh, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Thanks so much, Jalen. And I really do hope this inspires many to step up in the future. So thanks so much. Thank you, Catherine O'Neill, joining us this afternoon, the CEO of the YWC of Edmonton, which partnered with Parity YEG and Parity YEG is a group that helps support uh, women, non-binary individuals in, in, um, in moving, you know, helping them get their names out there, help them, um, you know, say, hey, you know what, this is maybe what you need to do next. This is what you need to do next. And uh, last night, uh, a lot of that work paid off. Karen Tang in uh, Ward Gariho is uh, one of the new women councillors. Ashley Salvador in Ward Métis. Sarah Hamilton, a, fil- a familiar name. She was the incumbent in Ward Sipiwinawak. Uh, Karen Principe in Ward Tastawinawak. She is new. Joanne Wright in Ward Spopo- uh, Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm still working through this. Spomitapi. Uh, she is new. And Stevenson in O. Damon, uh, Jennifer Rice in EP Kokani P. Otsi, and Aaron Rutherford in Ward. Uh, Nurknik. Those are the names of the women on city council. We are losing one who has been uh, been around on city council and been in municipal politics for quite some time, and that is Bev Esslinger. And uh, she was groundbreaking as well in many ways, and we thank her for her service. Outgoing councillor Michael Walters congratulated everyone, saying, hey, you know what? Uh, it is... Um, There was a lot of hard work to get uh, more diverse voices on council. Uh, He praised Bev Esslinger as well uh, for at times being, quote, the sole voice in the wilderness as the only woman on city council just two terms ago.